Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend and colleague, Emily King. She is a figure competitor and is currently a pregnant athlete, and she recently became a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. So Emily, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Very happy to be here. Absolutely. So Emily, tell us a little bit about yourself and your athletic background, your business, all of that stuff. I guess my whole fitness career started when I was in in high school, just after it. And I got into training when I, my mom took me to the gym when I was <laughs> 16 years old. And from there it has been like a big love affair with training and being active. And prior to that, I did a lot of sports. I um, was never really good at them, but I did try a lot of them. And that led me to bodybuilding being more of a solo sport. And I did well in team situations, but bodybuilding was where it was at, especially for the ability for it to transform your body and be able to manipulate things pretty quickly. And I found that really interesting, especially as a young woman. And then I started getting to training other people in 2014. So I've been running my business since 2015. And what I've been doing is I did primarily face-to-face for around three years and then I've gone online um, since 2018, I do believe. And now I run a online training and nutrition business. Um, we have around a 1,000 clients from early-aged women in their 20s to women in their 70s, all online, all via correspondence. And we also have now men coming on board with my partner who works with me as well. So it's a team job there within the business as well. We just put on one new coach and a osteopath. So it's been a very big year. And then competitive wise, I've been competing since 2015 as well. Um, Started in ICN, moved to NABA. Then I went to WBFF, which I am now the, the current figure champion in Australia and haven't competed since for obvious reasons that I am 30 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And plus we haven't been able to go overseas. So that's our only avenue of competing at the level that I am at currently. So last year was a time to have off and then I ended up falling pregnant at the end of the year, which was a happy, happy accident, I guess. But... (laughs) (laughs) And then that's about it, I think. I was a nurse in a prior life, so I did that for also eight years um, straight after school. And I think that has really led into my my love for what I do with my clients and being able to see the bigger picture and the long-term picture with them, especially with preventable diseases and everything that a woman has to go through in their lifetime. So, yeah, love it all. Oh, absolutely. And I love just the background that you bring. And so, I mean, we have just such a variety of athletes that listen to this podcast and that I have worked with in different capacities. And so I think that being a figure competitor brings about its own like special kind of training and mental approach to exercise and 
body image and aesthetics. And like you said, like there's a lot of, you know, like manipulation that we can do with exercise and and calories and things like that to achieve a a certain aesthetic. So knowing that that has been where you have been so tapped into, and that is what you do professionally, both as an athlete and with your coaching, tell me what pregnancy has been like for you, because that's such a huge shift in how you go about your, maybe like your typical approach to training and nutrition and just like your mindset. 100%. So I found that the first trimester, um, I think a lot of people would agree with me that it was kind of a bit of rocky, um, more sickness than, than most than some things, but nothing like what other women like go through with, you know, ongoing nausea and things like that. So my physical approach that first trimester was really just to take things as they came. I think I only trained probably two or three times a week. And this kind of came off the back of me doing a pretty big deload, especially through COVID. So I felt ready for that in one way because I had already been bringing my volume down. So I don't think the physical change in that first trimester was huge because obviously you're not showing so much. Um, towards the back end of that trimester though is when I started feeling bigger within myself which was a huge mental struggle for me and I think with pregnancy and being an influencer and being a figure competitor it was a time with a lot of guilt for me because I didn't want to express that I wasn't loving my body and it was a bit of shame as well because I, I was like, I just don't, I don't love myself right now. I don't love my body. I don't love the way that I feel. And that had no reflection, obviously, on my pregnancy because I love being pregnant. It's just how that changed from me actually being at my leanest off-season weight to being pregnant. So I had just gotten myself into a really good place with my nutrition and my body at the end of that off-season um, before I fell pregnant. I was probably at my leanest, but I was eating the most. And that's that's like where I wanted to be. That was my end goal for me that last 12 months. And then I fell pregnant, which is obviously like I was really healthy. That's that's what you know, my body was saying, that I was really in a good place with everything. Um, so I yeah went from a, a very lean off season, eating heaps of food, feeling like fantastic about my body to being pregnant and then it kind of started not unraveling, but for me, like my mental state did change a lot exact towards that end of that last trimester. And um, being able to talk to my people like my sister about it, who is actually also going through pregnancy as well. And there's not really any other people, I guess, in the fitness industry that are pregnant that are my friends to talk to about what they went through. So I did feel like I kind of went through it a little bit of alone. Um, which sucked at the time, but now I have more people to reach out to. So that's a good thing. And then I actually started the pregnancy and postpartum course at the end of that trimester. And we talked about the athlete brain and I was like, that's me. (laughs) Um, Yes. And then I guess coming into the second trimester, I felt better within myself. I was able to get back to training, which is like my thing. Um, And then I actually heard from a friend and he said something about taking your ego away from your lifting and it just being a time about moving your body instead of trying to compare it against what you had been doing. And that really resonated a lot to me because I was like, I am, I'm just comparing constantly. Like, you know, I was doing this. I'm not doing this now. I was like looking like this. I'm now looking like this. And I wasn't really honoring the phase that I am 
right now by consistently comparing myself to what I was. So um, it's been a huge, huge shift and it's constantly changing on a daily basis. I think you can you can resonate with that as well. I feel like one day you're like, I am killing it. <laughs> I feel fantastic. And then the next day like, oh, who am I? Right. Um. <laughs> it's so hard. And I think that, you know, what people don't maybe understand is that when you're a figure competitor, that is like, you are truly a competitor. Like this is a mm. sport. It's not just like a one-off competition. This is your lifestyle. This is what you do you are in a lot of ways, like you are a professional athlete. It's just very much attached to aesthetics and performing in that way. And so it is such a hard, and I'm like, I'm not trying to like explain that better than you, <laughs> but um, I think that that's just like a really hard shift to when now your body is changing. It's so hard to surrender to the aesthetic changes. And I think that honestly, like all pregnant people experience that to some degree. It's just weird to see your body training. You add like a pregnant athlete on top of that. And then you really center it around an athlete whose job and sport is so centered around aesthetics. It's so hard to just yeah, changes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the word, like everyone's like, just like, that's what surrendered to the changes. And I'm like, yeah, but you haven't been looking at yourself in the mirror, criticized, not, not criticizing, but this is my job for the last 10, 15 years, you know? So, and so I thought I'm like, everyone goes through these changes. And these are the, all the conversations I have within myself all the time. It's like, everyone goes through the changes. Like it, you're not alone, but with a figure competitor and what we do, especially being um, a coach within that industry as well, it's like your identity is tied up in the way that you look a lot. And that's something that I think that I have probably struggled with the most is, finding my identity outside of my shredded self because yeah and that was huge and finding my my crowd as well and my people outside of that as well so how have you how have you done that because it is I can't imagine how hard that would be being in your situation I was resistant at first and I kept like just being like no no everyone will just like come across and you know my I won't lose clients and followers and stuff because of this experience and what I'm going through. And I think at the start that put a really, really negative spin on the pregnancy, to be honest, at the start, because I was like trying to really hold on to what I had instead of just being like, this is my journey now. And I have, and if I don't enjoy what I'm doing now, then I'm going to regret that like at the end or like after I've had Bob and I don't want to re regret it anything you know not spending enough time being who I am right now so I think from a very young age I've been in this this spotlight uh, I started doing you know Instagram stuff when I was like 18 or 17 so I just kind of reverted back to you know like I'm just gonna do me <laughs> whoever wants to follow across and follow this journey like I'm so happy and grateful for but if they don't want to do that and they just want to keep you know chasing shredded old shit then that's fine as well like I just had to create a whole new bubble for me to fit into otherwise I was just going to continue comparing myself against that person right and it's so hard when there's so many different eyes watching and like the expectations we hold for ourselves or what we think others expect from us to share or show or you know maybe they were part of one process but now your process is different it's just it's hard to feel like you're you can truly allow yourself to transition when you've built 
an audience, a career, a following, an aesthetic around almost like this previous version of yourself, even though you're still you, it's yeah. life is slightly different right now. hundred <laughs> percent. I couldn't have put it any better. Yeah, exactly. So I like what you said, like I built everything around and like my partner at the moment, he's in a building phase as well. So I'm like, why did you have to do that? Why couldn't you just stay lean this whole time? You're making this harder. But yeah, so now we're, I guess we're building it around the whole entirety of, you know, what, what a woman actually goes through during pregnancy and postpartum and the, the journey after and things like that. So I'm excited for what this has to bring now. Um, you know, it, and that changes every day. I think some days I have like this nostalgic, like, oh, that's me. But, you know, there's no reason why. I think one actually I got pulled up on Instagram the other day. I was like from athlete to, you know, pregnant. And then I was then they're like, you can still be an athlete. And I was like, you touche, I can. <laughs> so <laughs> right, like I I'm still to. an athlete. I'm, I'm just, you know, going through a different phase at this present moment. Yeah. Right. It's, it really is like a season in us being able to pursue this lifetime of athleticism. I think that we're all just doing that in our own unique ways. And so do you think that you, like, do you ultimately want to get back to figure competitions after you have your baby? Yeah, I do. I actually just went and watched a competition probably two weeks ago. And I was like, I am so hungry to get back on, back on stage again. Um, I just love, I just love everything about competing and the, and the challenge. And even if I don't you know, do as well as I used to, um, which is a lot to live up to, right. <laughs> but in the end, I'm just happy to get back to the process of it. Right. It is. God, there's so much value in just being in love with the process and not just the outcome. And I think that's a healthy approach. So I really appreciate you saying that. Okay. But don't you think that like, there's a lot of negative connotation around figure competitors and those kinds of competitions. Do you want to speak to that at all here? Yeah. Yeah. I think there is, especially, I think, I'm not too sure how it is in America. Is it pretty, is it okay over there or is everyone on board with it or? I think it's a little bit of both, like the fitness industry as a whole, you know, like certain uh, interests have different yeah. reputations around it, right? Like CrossFitter or like marathoner or figure competitor. And I think that, you know, like with anything else, there's maybe like people who do a really good job of navigating that process and other people that have a really unhealthy approach um, and hundred percent, yeah. you know, so that's yeah. my take on it, but I'm not somebody who's in that particular world. I just support yeah. others that are. <laughs> <laughs> I support all of them. Um, yeah, I guess like in, in Australia, especially where we are at the moment, like in Gold Coast, there, there are a lot of people, not especially here, but yeah, in Australia in general, um, there's, there's either athletes that are in love with the lifestyle and the process like myself and we're the ones like, and not to toot our horns, um, but we do well because we, this is, this is what we do day after day, you know, and it's not, I think everyone thinks it's like some super strict hectic lifestyle 24 7 but it can and it cannot be like sometimes it is sometimes it is it's depending on like if you're in a prep or if you're in an off season but regardless it's a lifestyle and there's some people that just see it as a season of shredding for eight weeks or 12 weeks to get up on stage and they're obviously the people that don't do well because they haven't taken into consideration that it's a job it's a it's a full-time job um and so I think with competing, uh, like I, I'm in this right now, I think in the industry, it's coming around to everyone's flexible dieting here. 
everyone's trying to make this a lifestyle, which I love so much. There's so much change that's happened in the last like 10 years from, you know, people thinking that they just need to fad diet all the time to actually now being a balanced lifestyle. So I love that. But then there's a lot of people that think that they can just jump into competing and do like eight week shred and be ready for stage when it's not like that. You know, it's, it's like, it's, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm still learning something and growing my body. So people sometimes see it as a short term thing when it's a very, very long term approach. I really love you touching on that. Um, and just, I think clarifying a lot of maybe the misconceptions or misunderstandings that people put around, um, that sport and area of interest. And so one thing that, and I would love to hear your take on this. Um, one thing that I have seen in a variety of athletes I've worked with is they almost like give themselves this postpartum goal. Well, I want to run a half marathon by six months postpartum, because that's, what's going to help me lose my baby weight. Or I want to do, I want to like, they just kind of like sign up for a different event or have a certain mm. goal at a, at a challenge or something. Exactly. And so with some of the figure competitors I've worked with, they're like, well, if I sign up for this competition, that's going to kick my ass into like losing this baby weight and really dialing in all these things. And just, I've seen it in a way where they almost tortured themselves by setting this deadline and this goal to compete and really went about it in a really hard way during their postpartum season. Do you have any insight on that as somebody who is a coach and is a pregnant athlete and obviously has so much experience working and being in that realm? I think like, like we obviously in the course, they, you talked about like the, the language behind it, like bouncing back. And every time I hear that, I kind of cringe a little bit because I'm like, you know, you're not bouncing back to anything. Your body has evolved. You're like, a transformer like you're better now but you don't realize it right um so I think I expect I run challenges um with within my business and I do get a lot of postpartum women usually around like the six months after because we do I do talk about it on my stories a lot that I don't want women to do these challenges mm-hmm. and why but I feel like there there is so many people that that's that, that language is like I want to bounce back I want to do this I want to look so much better I want to get rid of it's not really baby weight I feel like what I hear most is just you know get back to that body that I had and I was like cringy but only in the way that I know that women are so strong and they have just gone through such a transformational period of their life and why can't we honor that and you know appreciate that and appreciate the postpartum journey instead of wishing it away so quickly on on a next goal, you know, that is so, so superficial. And I understand like I'm going through the changes right now and I understand it's not, you don't love your body every day, right. but your body is going to be there. But is that time with your baby or is that time with yourself postpartum instead of just hurrying back to what you were doing prior? So I think probably earlier on the piece, I had that real, like, I'm just going to like jump back straight into it. I'm going to you know, not obviously wait the <laughs> prescribed amount of time. Um, but now I'm hearing it from people and, and hearing how it sounds. And I'm like, I actually have nothing planned for myself until like 2022 or 2023. Like it, if that allows me, like, I feel like, especially with planning competitions and things like that, it's just, it's not honoring that, that phase that your body needs to go through. And it's just, you'll end up so much more beat up at the end of that than if you had just taken off 
more time and ease back into it. Oh, Emily, that was just so freaking beautiful. And I love, no, I just, I love that you said that. And, you know, I think it's so valid to want to feel like yourself again and to like kind of jump back into the activities you used to do or have like the maybe like similar aesthetic to what you, you know, hope to have or used to have. But like you said, that opportunity will, will always be there. We don't yeah. have to rush that process and jeopardize those early like this, that early season as figuring out how to be a mom, how to be with your baby. And I've talked about this on other podcasts, but you know, I just, I regret how obsessed I was with trying to get my body back after I had Cade. And this was seven years ago. And without a ton of information out there, it was almost like the expectation. If I'm a coach and if I'm, you know, have this background of being an athlete, then I better freaking not look like I just had a baby. And I remember saying that to my girlfriends. I was like, I just want to look like I never had a baby. Like that was my main goal. And now that I hear, Oh God, when I think back that I just, I cringe because it's just, it's so short sighted on this lifetime of athleticism where our bodies will continue to change anyway. And our ability to try different forms of fitness and have different levels of fulfillment from our family and fitness, like that's all there, but we really look at it as like this short timeline, but it doesn't have to be a short timeline for the majority of people. Yeah. And like with, I think with the education that we have now around, you know, weight loss comes from what we eat, not what we necessarily do. And I think if we can just, even if people are so eager to get back into it, look at your diet first, obviously don't be putting yourself into a calorie deficit, but just Look at the quality of food you're eating. Look at the amount of food that you're eating. Like in that postpartum phase, whilst you're getting back into, you know, walking and all of those nice passive exercises, that's where we can start instead of going, I need to be running to lose weight or I need to be going back to CrossFit because we don't need to. And we know that now, like everything can be controlled with our diet. So with my postpartum girls, that's usually where I start. And I'm like, we're not doing anything (laughs) exercise wise for until we start our like our rehab but we're looking at our diet first and they're like oh wow this is so easy I'm like it is easy but everyone like overcompensates with a shit ton of exercise and we don't need to so um I think that gives people some peace of mind sometimes if they just educate themselves around you know you can do something and I think everyone wants to feel like they're doing something right like everyone wants to feel like they're progressing so if we can give people something to to focus on in that short amount of time without having to think, oh, shit, I should have gone for a run today. Oh, shit, I should have done this. I should have gone to the gym. Like, that's where we can start and give people something to to look at. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. It's like really is focusing on the little things that then have a great carryover instead of like torturing ourselves and depleting energy levels when mm. you're already kind of operating on some low energy levels in that postpartum season. So I love hundred percent. Yeah. You know, guys take it from somebody whose literal job <laughs> is <laughs> to achieve a very particular aesthetic. Like if she can own this season and keep this perspective with herself and with her clients, like you can too. It's hard because mm-hmm. so much of our identity is attached to what we do, what we look like, all these different things, no matter what kind of athlete you are, there is definite uh, struggle there with athlete brain and how it manifests. But I I love your perspective, Emily. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you don't really have any like super set goals postpartum, but you do want to compete. What do you want to see your business evolve into? What do things look like that on that end? 
I'm like the worst at business goals. I know everyone's like, you should have really good set business goals. We are just at the moment just scaling, trying to get to a yeah. point where we can step back, especially during this early phase. Because I, I do want to have a good like six, eight weeks where I have very minimal input. And I know that I won't because I am a control freak of another sort and I just love talking to my clients. So I'll right. be like, oh, I want to have time off, but I won't. But I want to be able to put on another another coach that will be able to manage a lot of the clients as well. It's just finding those people that are appropriate for what we're, what we're trying to do and our approach. So that takes time. But business-wise, we... I know we're pretty happy. Like I think you just get to a point where I'm like, I'm ha- I'm good where I am, you know. Totally. So I, I feel my business that I was like, you know, I've, I I'm honestly just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just I love this, what I get to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm good. I don't want to put too many things on my plate. Like that's what my partner's just like. Can we just not do so much right now? Because right. you'll get to having Bob and be like overwhelmed. So we have like a challenge end of the year, which is always fun time. Our challenges are so much more about education than anything. I actually, I hate the word challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> for the reason that people think like, yes, we need to slash calories and punch up you know, cardio and that's how we achieve, you know, weight loss. Um, but we're all about educating people to make like long-term changes with their their weight loss. So that's what our challenge is about. Then competing probably in at the end of next year, maybe the start of the year after, depending on how everything goes, obviously. Yeah, no, I love that. And for uh, fellow coaches listening, can you tell me why you became, why you reached out to me? I think you were like in your first trimester when I first heard from you, um, why yeah. you became a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Well, it was actually, I think it was like six, I was like seven weeks pregnant. I was like, I need to do this right now. Um, <laughs> Cause I just didn't know. I didn't know about a lot of stuff there is so much misinformation out there there's so much fear mongering there's so much like you know don't do this or you'll hurt your baby and and then there's just not a lot of pregnant coaches you know there probably is now I have kind of touched base with a few of them um, within the industry in Australia which is nice but at like I just wanted to to know what to do and I, know, I wanted to know what to do for me but also with my clients so that I could give them best information and you know it's been such a empowering experience to be able to get that information and apply it and feel confident about it without being like oh I read this somewhere maybe it's right so it has been a really good experience like coming on and doing my coaching qualification which has been fantastic um it's just to be able to give that information the past information on like there's nothing worse than feeling scared within your pregnancy and I think that's where I was and I'm like I don't want anyone else to feel like that especially in terms of like what we do for a living and, and training. So right. that's, that's why. Yeah. Well, I love it. I'm so appreciative of you using your voice and your platform and your coaching to help so many other people get information that is accurate and um, directed <laughs> to resources and people that, you know, that can really help support them. And like you said, give them that confidence to feel like they're training in a way that's supporting their body now and their body long-term. And that really is the end goal for all of us coaches is we want to give people that experience, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, Emily, where can people find out more about you, follow your story and check out your business? So I have my Instagram is just Emily underscore King Bodies. So King is my last name and King Bodies is my business name. 
um, if that makes it easier. My, my last name's not King Bodies. <laughs> and then um, my website's just kingbodies.com. And that is as easy as it gets. Perfect. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your story and just your perspective on some topics that are kind of complicated, I think, for, for a lot of us to navigate. So I really appreciate your insight. That's okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.